I have a feeling that we're gonna have what happened with me and my dick happen with Holy Musical Bad. No, no, Rancid, Rancid will talk. I'm sure. Are you okay, I... buddy? Do you want to hear my impression of the two types of songs in Holy Musical Batman? <laughs> you actually sound like you're dead. You sound exhausted. Oh my god. Did you just wake up? One is the ballad. It goes like this. Da, 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 da. The other is the vast majority of the songs. It's Nick Gage turning on his Casio and throwing it down the fucking stairs. Welcome everybody to Welcome everybody to Star Kid Spotlight, our fun podcast about fun musicals. Yes! Yes, fun musicals! We we have a very, very special one for you today. It is a parody, a loving parody, a loving homage. To the Batman franchise called yes. Holy Musical Batman with an uh, at, with an at, with, with with an at in the in the in the middle. I guess to uh so so they don't get uh, sued by Warner Brothers uh, slash DC Comics. So I'm put- yeah, <laughs> I'm random bystander here. I'm the bad. I'm not Count Rancid, but guess who's here with us? Oh god! <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ransom. I'm so sorry, Primer. Because if if you're listening to this, you probably have no idea what what we're like, what's happening right now. But um, we were scheduled to start this at seven o'clock. Um, and yes. At, at, <laughs> And we were waiting for for Rancid to go online, and I was thinking, and like this whole, we were talking about it, and this whole time I was thinking, oh, he probably like he took a nap, and and he's gonna, uh, and then he overslept, which you know I've done, um, and and I kept and, saying, I kept saying, oh God, holy musical Batman got him, and <laughs> and and then like at eight o'clock, eight o one p.m. <laughs> yes, for the SpongeBob reference, <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, Count Rancid appeared in our in our call, um, sounding the 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 status he's ever sounded, and this is this is the guest. He's our this is our very first podcast guest. We've had him for Cars, Cars Two, Cars Three, Incredibles Two, uh, fucking Sonic nineteen ninety nine. And me and my dick, we almost had him for Hot Fuzz, but unfortunately we, uh, we didn't make it th- this one. We brought him in for a whole musical Batman, and I'm still waiting for him to say something. Can I put it into perspective for the folks at home? Yes, please. By all means. <laughs> please. I actually said at one point, several hours 
before if I could bail. I, I actually, I actually just said because it's always been an issue of scheduling conflict, and this time I just wanted to bail. I I said outright. This time I said outright. Can I bail? <laughs> not because. Uh, I could it, not because I didn't want to talk about it. Even I wanted to bail suddenly because I was about halfway through watching it, and I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> wow, Cars Two did not break you, but this did. Karma stay broke, man <laughs> said, but. This is a different level. Like, Karma Stay turned Rancid into the Joker. This... No, topical reference. Topical ah. reference. And this, this turns you into, um... I, I don't know, the dead Joker. I mean, he is dead in the music. He is dead in the, in the canon of this. Okay, good lord. Let's do our usual thing of, uh, uh background. I have none. I have none. I, I never I never knew this existed until this podcast uh series began. Um I assume Rancid you didn't have an experience with this, but you do have experience with Batman. I I, I do. I do. I, I certainly don't want to pretend that I'm not a person who doesn't enjoy having fun, especially not with Batman. Um my two favorite Batman films are, in fact, the 1966 one and the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Which is, oh, I've never seen uh, Lego Batman. Lego Batman is incredible. It, it's like if this musical uh, crawled out of the ocean and grew legs. <laughs> but... <sighs> Instead, it got eaten by a, by a seagull. <laughs> Essentially. But... <laughs> I, I, it's it certainly like, I, it's, so again, it's certainly like I don't uh, appreciate a lighthearted take. It's that the vast majority of jokes in this just, the, the, the jokes and the songs just, uh, I, I, I knew, I knew, I, I knew like, the basic plot of it, and I thought, well, yeah, yeah, I, I'd, I'd heard of it before, I'd seen some of the costumes, I thought, well, maybe. It is so much different <laughs> conceptualizing it in the abstract, and then just uh, watching it and seeing every single one of those uh, jokes be laid out like a big Cleveland steamer on you. <laughs> oh. oh, this is, well, is going to be fun. Um, um, uh, uh, I, I'm going to say... Wait, I have to do my... Oh, you do have history on this. I okay. do have history, and I want to talk about it. Um, okay. This was right after Starship, which mm -hmm. I and we all, well, Kirby fan and Watch and I all pre- approve of and honestly rancid after this you should probably give starship a shot because <laughs> because I, I i know i know i know i was i i i think one of the thoughts i had was like oh i had the chance to do i had the chance to 
Good start ship. I had the chance to do untwisted. I should have undone untwisted. <laughs> it's it's lost to media now, but I remember for the anime podcast when we did the Sonic episode and I bought up <laughs> Tokyo Godfathers, your response was Damn it, I could have done Tokyo Godfathers. <laughs> I remember how pissed you were. It's like, oh, I picked, I picked, I, I missed Tokyo Godfather for this. <laughs> I, I think my, I think my exact reaction was I picked the dud. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I was, um, I was, I was, they, they hyped up Holy Musical Batman. I was one of those, I was really hyped up for this. Because I liked Batman when it came out. I thought it was cool. And they did such a good job with Starship. I'm like, and this came out right during the hype of Batman too. So, or at least when, right probably when he was at his prime or maybe a couple of years after that. So it, the, um, is, it's 2012, right? Yeah, 2012. It was like a couple months before Dark Knight Rises. So yes. it was prime Batman fever by yeah. that point. Prime Dark Knight Batman Dark Knight Batman exactly. fever. As then, is to say... The Batman who talks like this. Yes, we'll yeah. get to that. I saw this musical for the first time. I was looking forward to it. I was one of those people who waited until it launched. I think at midnight. I think it did. And I was like, I'm really hyped. Starship was so good. I can't wait for this. And I didn't like it. Were you a person who did not appreciate a little bit of fun in there, Batman? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, no. Why I, do I, you I, not like fun, random? <laughs> I couldn't fit. There was just something about it that I just didn't like compared to all the other musicals. And I couldn't figure out why. It's just like something about it. Like, it's not... I don't think I hated it like Rancid did, but like... Or does. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I, I just didn't like it. Something about it made me just go, this is not as good as the other musicals. And I rewatched it again um, a couple times, but I didn't really remember much about it. And then I rewatched it right after we recorded Starship. I was on a huge high from talking about like one of my favorite musicals of Starkid. And I was like, I'm going to get Holy Musical Batman done right away because I'm so excited for it. I'm sure it's going to be good. Then the opening played and I and the opening played and I was hyped for it. And then it, it kept going. Oh, <laughs> did it? And it finished. Did you, did you experience the exact letdown I have where it's like, it, where it's like, the first minute of Holy Musical Batman, like the opening number, was actually really good. We'll get to that. Did you? You we'll got something in by that, didn't you? <laughs> we'll get to that. All right, that's all I'm saying about my experience for now. All right. Well, God. Um, where would we like to start? Um, who wants to do? The oh. very short plot synopsis. Oh, it's gonna be a very short plot synopsis. Uh, I think I've done the normally, last. Couple. Normally, I'd ask our guest, but I think he needs a break. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll give it a shot. Are you sure? Oh uh, no. Yes. I, okay. I, I want to hear this. <laughs> okay. So, Batman, a uh, a man child who loves juice boxes and the zoo. <laughs> Is a rising crime fighter in Gotham, like about 20 years after his parents are killed. It might be the 90s, it might be the late 90s, it might be the uh, the early 20s, early, early yeah. 2010s. We can't tell. The point is, <laughs> the point is, there's tweet, 
there's Twitter and Obama is president. And Facebook. And Facebook. Oh, yeah. But... Facebook is technically essential to the plot. <laughs> so is Twitter. But uh, he's a rising uh, star and crime fighter. Everyone loves him. Paradoxically, he's less impressive, but more beloved than Superman. I guess in the same way that a city reveres its possibly uh, uneatable type of regional pizza. <laughs> he's, he's not as effective, but hometown pride <laughs> is what accounts for a lot of his mystique. That's really good. But That's really good. That's really good. Eventually, his arch enemy, which is mentioned in like two or three uh, lines of dialogue, and falls uh, falls off the Greater Gotham Bridge. Everyone, it, everyone assumes he's not going to make it, which is obviously teasing you that oh, in fact, he will. But then they dredge the Joker's body out of the harbor. He's dead, and Batman is suddenly left a little rudderless when it comes to fighting crime. I don't know why. None of it really seemed to none of it really seemed to hinge on anything, apart from having the Joker as an arch enemy. It, it's like I said, it's a very primordial form of stuff that would later be uh, developed and fleshed out in the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> anyway, he uh he gets an ad for a uh, an orphan rent boy in the classifieds and this turns out to be Dick Grayson. Instantly the two of them bond. They're kindred spirits. They want to deal brutal revenge towards a bunch of mentally ill people who love puns and they are cleaning up the town kicking ass unfortunately batman is so beloved that he's become kind of a slave to pr and nobody likes robin what to do his fans his city or his newfound happiness and then Candy Joker fucks in, and, <laughs> and everything gets a little more complicated. Oh, you, I, I was, I was like two and a half minutes for that. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. Hey, how come when I take two and a half minutes, you don't applaud me? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so I was when the Joker's body when they found it and they said he was dead. I was expecting uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns, where it was like, he was taken to a hospital where he was pronounced dead. They then took him to a better hospital where they stabilized his condition. <laughs> I was, but then it was just like, no, the Joker's dead. I was like, oh, Simpsons yeah. is funnier. That, the thing is, even when I was, even when I first watched the show, like, I was like, they killed off the Joker? Really? Like, I mean, like, that's, that was the thing about the very first appearance of the Joker is that apparently they sensed how potentially popular the uh, the character was going to be 
and Whitney Ellsworth had uh, Kane and Finger add a, 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 a uh, an alternate panel to the story, where it's just like two EMTs checking out the Joker who fucking stabbed himself in the chest. Yeah, oh, that's right, I forgot. And, and they say, like, this man is going to live. And you're like, yeah, he could. Hippocratic oath and all, but you could also push a pillow on his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, I think we should start with what Rancid and I were talking about before, which is what sucked us into this musical and made us have hope, which was the opening song. That's... Well, the opening of the opening song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The One um... shot! Yeah, that one. Yeah, I I honestly, like, when it was getting there, I was like, okay, this is this is getting there. Um, and then the rest of the song happened, and it... I, I was it? like, why did this sound like bad Neil Sisterwiga? Yeah. <laughs> Which is to say, why did this sound like an even worse Oingo Boingo? Because that's that's exactly what it sounds like. It just sounds so much like 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 the the, the scraps of of Danny Elfman, and I'm pretty sure that was intentional. I no, that's that's unfair to Neil Cesariga. This is like <laughs> I like Neil Cesariga. Yeah. To be to be clear, I oh, I, I, like, I absolutely absolutely yeah, I really like Lemon. I I'm. I think part of the reason this feels worse than uh, the Potter stuff is that uh, superhero uh, fan stuff is unfortunately its own kind of tainted. Like you can be what I can try to watch even good fan films, like like really well made fan films, and still have to. Uh, do that thing where watching two minutes takes six minutes because you got to take a four minute break just to go. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I think, and I, and I think the moment that really broke me the first time I watched this was uh, I was actually I was I was getting really into it. You know, it's uh, it's the two diametric halves of. Uh, little Bruce Wayne being uh, the being completely helpless. There's nothing he can do. And then the very next verse is uh, him rising uh, as this uh, shadow Batman who suddenly there's nothing the criminals can do but run from him. And I, I thought that was I, I thought that was incredibly well done and i was quite impressed and then the moment i think where it really began to fall apart for me was lauren lopez comes on oh i knew it i yeah. knew you were gonna have doing doing a uh a walter bremen voice <laughs> as commissioner gordon oh. like and if you don't know who uh character actor walter brennan is just Imagine a prospector in your head, <laughs> and that's close. Yeah, I, I mean, I love, I love Lauren, but yeah, she, she, she did her best with the, the role she was given. Sometimes, sometimes actors make choices. 
<laughs> and when you make a choice as an actor, you have to be persistent with it throughout the entire production for continuity's sake. And in this case, I think we may have gone, we may have put all of our chips down on Gordon as old man. And uh, we didn't lose all of our money, but uh, <laughs> the croupier did take away one of our stacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I like, knew when, uh, when, when uh, Commissioner Gordon was on and doing that, like you said, old prospector. They even did like a like a a Mark Twain joke. They did. When point. I wrote Huckleberry Finn. When I wrote Huckleberry Finn. I, I, I swear that when I was seeing that, I was like, oh my God, Rancid is going to be pissed. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say pissed. I did make the gas face. Like, ew. <laughs> Um, oh man I mean I I think it's a weird casting choice I think they're just like how can we make Laura not have her original voice this time oh let's make her a Commissioner Gordon because Starkid does not like having her use her natural voice they just don't Um, and they don't do that for like at least a couple more musicals like I, w I, w I think Twisted and Firebringer is when she actually uses her normal voice Maybe. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like uh, casting Jamie Lynn Beatty as a character that is yelled at and beat up and serves like the logical extension of that obviously is a character that does nothing but get beat up and yelled at. Oh yeah. I forgot about what is her name? Candy. Oh. It's 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 literally just fucking candy, man. They literally make that joke. I I get it. Obviously, like Sweet Tooth is the Joker. What are we? Uh, what are we gonna? What are we gonna name the mall? Ah, uh, fuck it. <laughs> oh God. I mean, it's like they 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 do put a little bit of thought into Sweet Tooth, like. Oh, they do. A, a, a little, little bit. I mean, to be fair... Candy was, uh, <laughs> I have to assume, a last-minute addition. Yeah. For some reason. What was I going to say? I, Sweet Tooth, I believe, is actually a Batman villain, just a lesser-known one. Uh, New Adventures of Batman, actually. I don't know why I know this. I know so little about Batman, but I do know uh, New Adventures of Batman is where Sweet Tooth Debuted. And I think, and I think he's a lesser-known villain in an older Batman thing. Yeah, uh, it's, 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 it to, yeah. yeah it's a. Uh, it was a new. I, I think it was a new adventure as a Batman. The one that uh, also spawned. How familiar are you guys with Batman? Uh, oh, Lego well, Batman the... movie, Dark Knight, Adam West. I, I've seen Dark Knight. I've seen uh, Dark Knight Rises. I forgot both of those. And no, I I said bat might. Bat Mike? Bat might. As in uh bat as in an imp. As in Batman's 
little piss ant friend that follows him around everywhere. No idea. He was what? very he was very memorably uh resurrected for Batman Brave and Bold, where he was played by Paul Rubens, of all people. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It was an it, Yeah. Well, this this version uh was the first animated incarnation of Batmite. He, I think, was voiced by Lou Scheimer and because it was a filmation cartoon. And uh, he was uh, he was a little green guy uh, dressed in purple. He was basically Orko. I'm going to say that. He was, if that helps contextualize it, he was basically uh, Orko before Orko. Okay. And uh, this cartoon where I think Adam West and Burt Ward, or maybe it was uh, it, it was either Burt Ward or it was Casey Kasem, but it was definitely Adam West. This villain, Sweet Tooth, originated. He was in, I think, the opening segment of one episode, and then clearly where uh, everyone, it, it, clearly where uh, the Star Kid creators got their inspiration from. He appeared in a uh, background as a background extra in an episode of Brave and the Bold as like an appeal to the obscurity because uh, the show was, I think, similar to what this musical was trying to do, like a very uh, loving tribute to the more obscure parts of uh, Batman media. To this point, it, it to this end, it kind of feels like. They're showing off. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's a complete failure. I'm going to say that it is it is a little showy. It's like uh your uh big notable villain be uh like they make fun of characters like uh Clock King and so on. And then to to have your original character be so hopelessly obscure that there's basically nothing about him that you can create your own blank slate i i it feels like a strange flex to me so so what is okay so you're telling me that not only is sweet tooth not not original to this musical and is actual canon to batman are you telling me that calendar man yep is a Calendar. real Cal- Calendar Man is a real villain. Yep. Yes. I actually I actually knew this too. An evil mother goose and evil Sherlock Holmes. I, I want to say no. those are No. Tonight. No. Okay. Okay. I okay. <laughs> Good. So I, I, I thought it was like the whole thing. It's like, what the fuck is happening to Batman? <laughs> I thought it was odd that they went on an extended riff about villains based on public domain literature and they went with scarecrow and not the mad hatter they they, oh. they only they, they only mentioned that character like once as yeah. one of the many villains who has a thing on his head actually actually wash if uh if you've played arkham city at all i can actually uh i can actually tell you an almost equally uh, strange way that Calendar Man has been uh, recontextualized. You know that, uh, like, 
hulking behemoth serial killer in the uh, basement of the courthouse. I've not played uh, any of the Arkham games, yeah. so unfortunately I cannot say uh, anything about that. Uh, I, I haven't played them, but I know what you're talking about. He okay. was uh, reimagined, quote-unquote, as this, uh, this Hannibal Lecter type, completely shaven head with this uh, ring of stick-and-poke uh, date tattoos. Like, ringing mm-hmm. around his head. It's odd. It was an odd choice. That sounds cool, though. Especially yeah. compared to Lauren Lopez as Draco Malfoy. Um, as yeah, I was just I was just gonna say we've actually been talking for more than a half hour. Do we want to get started or? I mean, let's. We haven't talked. We have been getting started. We haven't talked all. about Batman. <laughs> Batman is played by our one uh, a favorite of Washington Kirby fans. Well, well, it's it, it, look. We we really liked him at, at Voldemort, but also, you know, he had some low points. Joe Walker, like I I can't. I do like Joe Walker's Batman in this. Really? I mean, well, you know, performance-based. He doesn't really uh, elevate the material that much. His mm. voice is great. His, okay. uh, his mannerisms are great. <laughs> As it's, it's, it's like, if you imagine sort of the uh, childish yet gruff-voiced uh, Will Arnett Batman. It, you're basically in the ballpark. Okay. Like it's, it, it's not quite at that level, but it is, it is, it, it is strangely endearing in a way. While I'm, while I'm not generally like thrilled about a lot of it, I, d- I do like, and I, I mean, I know, you know, this isn't necessarily original, but normally people dance around the topic a little bit more. I kind of like that, you know, he just kind of outright says, uh, I don't remember what the exact quote is, but it's something along the lines of, anyone can do this thing. All you have to do is be a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were, do- they were going they were, hard on they, that. Oh, yeah, they yeah. did. They, they yeah. made and so I know, many I know this is far from the first one that's poked fun at that, but from all the other ones that I've seen, like I said, they dance around the topic a little bit. Like, for whatever reason, they try to be respectful of the rich. This one's just like, screw the rich. <laughs> I never worked a goddamn day in my life. <laughs> there are when it's Batman's turn to sing his verse in the American way. His yes. entire thing about is about how great it is to be monstrously wealthy. Yes, the the, the American way is the most directly satirical, bitingly oh. satirical of it. The 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 the, the villains uh, have their own number. And, and what they say is, never gonna win till your enemies are dead, all the American way. Spreading dread and blowing up their heads, that's the American way. I was not expecting a critique on American foreign policy yeah. from Starkhead Productions. <laughs> I, this, this is the conundrum. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I want to love that. But when you put it in something like this, it's just like, it's so out of place. <laughs> What I, the, the songs are out of place. I'll, yeah, I'll, like, I, mean, like, that I, in, I mean that is that is something that actually could have been used as a joke. How Batman crusading against the abs, abstract concept of crime itself is a forever war. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. It, it's 
And, and like Bat Batman is it, like even within like the film, uh, Batman is no stranger to um, critiques and and uh, uh, deeper looks in American culture and especially American uh, the the American police system. Like like Good Lord, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Woo. Yeah, I mean uh, Dark Knight. I mean Dark Knight, which they were coming off, was uh, just on the it had had already just introduced a very clumsy metaphor for yeah. the <laughs> like the burgeoning surveillance concerns of yep. the Bush years and then like Dark Knight Rises, which was on the horizon, did an even clumsier analog yes. of Occupy Wall Street. <laughs> yes. But this is not a, a, a review of the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, it is it is it is sort of relevant because, like, the version of Alfred here is directly inspired. It's literally by Michael, Michael Caine as it's literally yeah, Michael Michael, my, Michael Caine, Christian Bale. Like, uh, I, I I don't think Lauren Lopez has heard Gary Oldman, so I don't think they were going for that. <laughs> no, they were just like, "Hey, Lauren, can you sound like a funny old man?" Good. Oh, I think I'm it would have been owl. funny to like. I think it would have been funny for her to try to do an inconsistent American accent because Gary Oldman is shaky as fuck. Oh. <laughs> like you, you go back and watch those movies, especially when he starts yelling. It's like, oh, hey, there you are. There you are. <laughs> there, there's the prisoner of Azkaban. There he is. Everyone. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Give me everyone. Um, everyone, sir. Okay. Honestly, what Brad, do you mean? There's bombs in the harbor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it's kind of like Starship, where um, Joe Walker only plays Batman, and then everyone else plays like different ensemble. Only, yeah. I would say the ensemble is a lot more sporadic. In this one, whereas like maybe like well, Superman like, uh, as well. Superman was like consistent, just the one character, right? I think he might have no. He, I think he might have played some ensemble roles, but very uh, small ones. Very I think, small. I think Brian is one of the reporters who like is like talking to Gordon ver very early on, like yeah. Oh more, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wabble, like, wabble, wabble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he I might have been yeah. evil Huckleberry Finn. I couldn't tell who was there. But I, but the thing is, like, I I think he I think he may have that may have been like intentional. Like he may have been quasi disguised as Clark Kent at that. Time. I I think that oh. was the case. You know what? I, when I saw I saw Brian Holden and I saw the glasses, I was like, okay, that's that's Clark Kent. I'm I didn't even sure think of that. Kent. No, I I think you're right. I think that's supposed to be Clark Kent, not a reporter. Because the glasses come back. They do. Yeah, they, they do. use as a joke. Huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you right. know what? I did not expect that of Starkid. I, 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 I will give them props for that. Yeah. Uh, what I won't give them props for is the, the fucking weird joke about uh, um, Alfred doing a Chinese stereotype. Uh, he like is... the Irish one? The Irish one? I, like... It was, was fine. Goofy. I mean, that one. That one's fine, mostly because it feels less Irish and more Leprechaun. Yeah, 
But then then he came in and started doing the Chinese accent, and it's like, oh, no. boy. And especially oh, when he started boy. replacing, like, L's with O's. Yeah. At least they ended, at least they didn't do it for long. But, but still, then they brought it like, back. come on, man. I think it's also interesting in part because, I mean, obviously O'Malley is such a character in part because he uses a, he uses a a fucking leprechaun hat with beard strap like you probably found it in a dumpster <laughs> in a pub outside after St. Patrick's Day. It looks like 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 Party City. It, it looks like something like like something you ha- you like, hang on a really door. Really bad. City. Yeah. Really bad. I think that's part of the joke but <laughs> probably. Oh yeah, probably. yeah, of course. Like this is not a, this is not a smart Batman. No. And and then Quandley comes on yeah. with the the big long rat tail and oh, like God. bending over and he says prees. Yes. Yes. Oh, the prees was off awful. It was awful. And again, <sighs> they don't do it for long, thank God. But at the same time, why do it in the first place? Like yeah, like, you know that they would be like, "Oh, this is just so racist," and we just like we like we know we're not like that. Like, just you know how racist. This is? It was bad. It was <laughs> like the way how silly Alfred is being. <laughs> like, thank God we got Starship because Star Kid <laughs> is honestly kind of problematic at this point. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. That's... So I'm just very glad that we have Starship. We have like this one example of it's like you're not being problematic. Uh, uh, you're actually yeah. being like really good, and uh, I mean, like I'm not. So I, I I've been a little worried to to drop this. I'll say it. I like this good enough. I don't think it was that bad. I see. It's not like a cars thing where it's like I'm gonna defend this. I love this. <laughs> I don't love this. I like it well enough. Yeah. I I'm obviously going to defend this. I'm not going to defend. Either Quan Lee or that joke about Penguin getting something up his asshole. Oh shit! I forgot about that one. Oh yeah, no, neither of those things are no. like <sighs> no. That was... they're very uncomfortable, actually. Yeah, I, I'm. I might go onto uh onto Rance's side, though not as pressed, and say that I wasn't very I wasn't very impressed with this. I felt that it was like like I I, I said earlier with the uh, uh bad Orngor Borngoy. I didn't like the st- I didn't really like the songs. Um, I, 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 so this is the first. Um, the is, is, is what's the first time with this new uh, composer? Compo- yeah, yeah, new composer. Yeah. I mean, for the his, last his four first musicals, and, his first and only uh, composition, from what I saw. I couldn't find. I I didn't see him do any other uh, work for Star Kid. Oh no, um, he's involved in Star Kid. Which one? Um, he's actually acting in Twisted. Yeah, he's the Sultan in Untwisted. Yes. Right? Oh, wait, are you the composer? For, is he the are composer? You, are no. you talking about Nick no. Lang? No. Are you talking about Nick Gage? Uh, Nick Gage is the composer. I'm talking about Scott yeah, he, Lamps. Nick, Nick Gage. The other one. Yeah, Nick Gage oh, Scott and Scott, Lamp, Lamp, yeah. Scott Lamps, or whatever his name is, they Scott composed Lamp. this musical, yeah. but... Composition, composition wise, Nick Gage doesn't do anything again. But Nick Gage is in other musicals, like acting. No, 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 that, no. I got that. I mean, he's been in previous ones, but Scott Lamb. I'm pretty sure this is his first and only composition. Maybe. 
Maybe. Um, so, ran- random, there's just a get moving on with the topics, I guess. Can I ask you a question? Uh, yes. When, when, when we did Star Kid, oh my god, when we did Starship, uh, we briefly talked about Holy Musical Batman for all of, like, five seconds. Yes. Both you and special guest Anayume said that there is a character in this that as soon as we saw them, we would fall in love with them. Who was it? Uh, it was supposed <laughs> to be... Was it supposed I, to be Sweet Tooth? Yeah, it was supposed to be Sweet Tooth, because I, okay. I loved because his we performance. Talk, we, talked about, we talked about this yesterday. I thought you were talking about Mr. Freeze. Because <laughs> I'll say straight up, my favorite thing about the whole musical was Mr. Freeze. And only I, because very, of, of very the... Not like monotonous, but very like still very droned. Like I've got one. ice in my veins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that line specifically? He just says, "I have ice in my veins." I don't think I don't know if Jim Pavolo can actually sing, but he doesn't need to. <laughs> he doesn't exactly, exactly. My like, thing. From, from what I know, Rancid, you can verify this or not. Um, obviously, everybody knows Mister Freeze as a more serious villain nowadays because of the animated series, and it's probably better off that way. But before animated series, he was kind of a joke. Oh, am yeah, I right about it, that? Well, the thing is, before uh, before the animated series, nobody uh, really knew anything about him other than uh, his appearances on the Batman show. Yeah, and Batman and Robin. Where, of course, three, in Batman and Robin, he's a joke. Well, no, obviously, but there are like the legacy that Batman and Robin drew from was the Batman live-action series, where he is mm-hmm. portrayed in three different episodes by three different actors. But oh, it's really, wow. it, it's really, uh, yeah, it's uh, in increasingly elaborate makeup, but it's the, uh, George, it's the Otto Preminger one over George Sanders and El- Eli Wallach that fans most remember. And Actually, this is actually this is an interesting bit of inside baseball. Uh, the longtime uh, Batman writer and longtime editor of the Batman books, Denny O'Neill, did not like Mister Freeze, which is why you and I, I guess I can see where he's coming from since back then it was an extremely limited character. And uh, there weren't a lot of opportunities for it, so uh, you, you would just like see very scattershot depictions of him throughout the decade. And the thing that really turned it around, of course, was uh, the anim- Batman the animated series. Yeah, where they and gave its him fantastic episode Heart of Ice. Mm-hmm. Batman and Robin tried to draw on <laughs> both of these things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I need a cool body. <laughs> I forgot they tried to be serious with that. Yes, for I, some reason give, they, have, yes. they have Arnold Schwarzenegger doing. Give they Starkey cool credit. At boy. least they didn't try to make Mr. Freeze serious. They were like, Uma, "Hey, I will we make puns with you, but also my wife." <laughs> at least, at least they were like, "Look, Jim Pavolo is going to be Mr. Freeze. It's going to be funny, and that's it. That we're not going to do any more with that. That's all it needs to be." And, and I'll, honestly, I'll yeah. admit, like as much as I did not find the Two Face stuff funny, Two Face to get your broke ass out of here did make me. Laugh. Oh my god, that was one of the best <laughs> lines of the show. Like, I was like, okay, they're really drawing on this. They're doing the Seinfeld thing. 
which was which was maybe funny the first time, but then they like beat the, the dead the, horse. It was getting it was getting old. And then eventually, you know it's old when even Mr. Freeze is sick of him. <laughs> but yeah. But also, it's the introduction to Sweet Tooth. And I know you may, guys may or I, I, I love the performance of Sweet Tooth. And I love the performance of Jeff Blim. Because this is his uh, first role. It is a fantastic introduction to Jeff Blim. I must say. It's, he's just, he's, you could tell he's loving every single minute he is on stage. And I love it. I I really enjoyed the performance of yes. Sweet Tooth. Yes. I know what uh, you're going to say, Aaron. I, I like the puns. Yeah. Oh the, my god, the, the fact that he has candy. I, how did he I was waiting for red vines. I was so waiting for red vines. <laughs> Can um, I, I I this is actually this is another performance note that I would like to uh just highlight. It is so fucking difficult. For an actor to be doing live theater and pull the correct prop yes. out of your jacket yes. when yes. your pocket is out of full clothing. of fucking candy. Yes. And like, it has to be the exact one. And he, he can't look either time. He has to... He, they, they have that pattern down pat. And, and I, I, this is one point that I'll give this from the technical perspective is when, when Starship is a... Um, it is when they go hog wild on puppetry. Uh, this is when they go hog wild, hog wild on costume. Yes, yes so I was. I was gonna say I love the costumes. Yeah, oh my God. this is. Like, I think I think Batman's was a little like cheap looking. I guess, but you know, yeah. we talk about calendar cal- calendar man and how goofy it is. But you know, if I think of calendar man, I just think of some psycho wrapped in a calendar. Like, yeah, like that can work. I I think that. The uh, higher production values on this one, yeah. and again, keep in yeah. mind the only thing I have uh, to base it off of is me and my dick. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the higher production values may actually work against it in this aspect. Oh, because well, I don't want, look. I don't want to be mean because I do really like musicals. Is the thing, but. There starts to be a sort of, a, a, like, as it gets more and more polished, there starts to be more of a over-earnest theater kid quality that creeps into these things. Mm. Like, I feel that, I feel that. Like, it's, I mean, it's I, like, they're acting, but, like, they're putting too much into it. I think it's also, and especially, like, they're stage acting, but at the same time, there are constantly these camera close-ups on everybody, oh my, which yeah. are sometimes not flattering. Yeah, that's true. Um, what I like the example that I, that I'm gonna make uh, is Batman and Robin the movie, which is that like. So I, I never finished it. The one time I watched it, um, just to see what it was like, and I I think I might have gone like ten minutes. And then I said, no. <laughs> and, and the because, you, because you uh, were not that familiar with the series? <laughs> no. It, but it was, it was like, there's obviously a camp level to this, but it's a camp level on like a hundred million dollar budget. So it's not camp. It's not, it's faux camp. And, yeah. and it's, 
it doesn't, it's like a trying to do like the cheap little TV show, but because it's so grand, it, it just feels Weird. worse than phony. Yeah. It's, it's, it's gaudy. It's gaudy. The, it, it, yeah. it, it's, it's gaudy, but at the same time, they have so much money to be gaudy with that they end up pushing it from rather uh, silly looking, like intentionally silly looking to uh, like the old TV show to suddenly, uh, I don't know, Mr. Freeze takes up like, like permanent residency as a Vegas show or something like there's fucking dancing feather costume gorillas and <laughs> a giant plant, a giant man eating <laughs> plant and a ne and the neon gang from Batman forever that lives in a fucking Turkish bathhouse. Like what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> oh my God. I'm so curious to rewatch Batman and Robin one day, but one of these days be before one the podcast. Maybe I almost did. I almost if, did for this one, but I kept forgetting because I, I it was like I was so close to like renting it. I was like, <sighs> I have <laughs> said it before. I don't entirely blame Joel Schumacher for that. No, obviously, no, a lot of it. A lot of it is. A lot of it is, as I have pointed out, a prolific and terrible screenwriter Akiva Goldsman. Oh, okay. And from, from what I remember, I mean, I don't remember too much. Batman Forever, like, is pretty okay. Like, that one's not too bad, right? It's Batman uh, and Robin. No, yeah, no. like, it's... no, no. I would say Batman Forever is worse because they're still trying oh. to be serious sometimes. Oh, uh, but it also has that's Jim, fair. That's fair. but it also has Jim Carrey as the Riddler, so that's entertaining. So think of... basically, basically, the thing is, is like you and Chase Meridian who shows up in this musical. I like there are a lot of scenes. In Batman Forever, that you're supposed to take semi seriously, whereas with Batman and Robin, like it's sort of a little Wayne Wayne Manor is sort of like a little oasis of normalcy, like 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 George Clooney's gay coded Batman comes back to the house to like chat with his dying father surrogate, and then he goes out of the house, and it's instantly like. All plants and ice and shit. <laughs> uh, that's kind of what I think about this one. I see scenes where like Sweet Tooth has Robin captive and he's talking about the warheads and he brings the lady out as an example and her head like I mean obviously talk about the story. Her head actually blows up and Batman has this dilemma and it's like it's kind of deep stuff but it's in the same play as all this other silly goofy stuff which yeah. If it was better balanced, then maybe I, I would have maybe because this is kind of the thing like I could get super into if there was a proper balance. But yeah, it's the fact that, that there is that. And then the very and then during that thing, he's like, I made a Facebook poll. And it's just like, okay. oh, God, that's mentioned that it is a moral dilemma introduced based on yet another fucking candy pun. <laughs> yeah. I like I, I like the puns. I like the, I mean, I, I, the puns. That, that's what I'm talking about, and where it could actually work. Like this whole time, he's like, "Oh, me and my goofy candy puns." But then, like, it's twisted now. Now it's like, "Oh, people are people are dying because of my stupid candy puns." Like and, that and, could have worked, but it's they, they didn't balance it properly. Yeah, it's like they need to have a right balance between goofy and serious. And 
Yeah. It's to be fair, it's very hard to do, especially when you are trying to make a parody of Batman. But there are points where just it was so goofy. Like you even see like it just like with all the goofy scenes from like Batman and Robin dancing and skipping around while fighting people to like watching to them poisoning the watering water supply with freaking candy. <laughs> Someone poisoned the water hole. There, there was one joke about the uh, the tendency to do that. Was they mentioned the Joker did it? They mentioned the Scarecrow did it, <laughs> and they mentioned Killer Croc did it, and it killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That actually made me laugh. The 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 warhead even became a uh, a setup for yet another uh, reference to Superman for a quest for peace of all things. Yeah, with, with <laughs> Superman throwing the and I was fully expecting like Nuclear Man or or Nuclear Warhead Man whatever to 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 suddenly uh, come into this like like that was weird. I mean, no, I, I think I think the reference, like the crowd, loved this reference. I don't know how we all thought about it. Uh, Rancid, mm. you didn't. It's an act two, so you probably didn't see it, but they they, they foreshadow it pretty hard. Oh no! When yeah. Superman flies around the world backwards, and he travel, and he time travels backwards. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was like, and you know, the crowd uh. went nuts. Like that was where it's like, oh, this one's for you, crowd. Remember this moment in the Superman '80s movie? Well, no, that's. A, that's specifically that's uh, Superman the Motion Picture, nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah, the original seventies oh, movie. Yeah, it's a, it's like you know he uh, he has to stop the two different missiles on two different continents, and uh, and uh, he saves a whole bunch of people, and he, he, he like saves both of the missiles, and but. Lois is dead, and he just launches himself into the stratosphere. He's yep. fucking screaming, ah! Yep. Yep. And mm-hmm. then, and he reverses time, which... Yes. yes. Which opens ah, up his own sort of can of worms. Yeah. The, the, the very concept of reversing time by spinning the Earth backwards, <laughs> and everything so just fat. flying back into place is so much more unwittingly campy than any of the Luther stuff. And like it fits it it, it, it fits oddly into this musical where they they mime like being uh reversed. Oh complete with uh sped up dialogue. Yeah, like. yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Oh yeah, like they were yeah, they they were talking. It was, it's, they made it sound like they were talking backwards and sped up. That was a detail I liked. That was a detail that I liked. Yeah, yeah, they were unpoisoned by it. I I will say that like when that blow up happened, what like they had to explain like when that first uh when that when that woman first uh, uh tasted the warhead and her head exploded, she just fell and they had to say to the audience, yeah, her head exploded. Well, and, no, no, and- she she fell, but like her she put her head like below her chest, so it looked it looked. Like she didn't have a head. I mean, and this is this is a regard where it's like there's only so much that you can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think I think falling and positioning it so it looks like you can't see the head. It's like it's the best that you're gonna do. That's actually something interesting I thought of during uh, Penguin's death. It's like he stumbles back. It's it's like they couldn't have put some sort of prop head over him like really quickly and just have him fall over. 
from the shadows. Or I mean, something. to be fair, they do use a prop dummy at one point during like the oh, I'm a yeah, man like, man I, song, and I, but that's the dummy, joke. Dummy Batman, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was they did that as a joke. So if they did that for a serious moment, it probably would have been too much. Mm. Yeah, I actually, actually, I, I, I can buy that. I can buy that. Uh, are you accusing uh, Penguin of using a fruit gusher like a cyanide tooth as a serious moment? As serious for this for this show, because <laughs> technically, when I say serious moment, I mean a moment that defines the plot or is important mm. to the plot. Oh, I, a there's crucial nothing, moment. A crucial, a crucial moment crucial to the moment. plot, because yeah. this is where they first learn about sweet tooth. And they learn about it because of Penguin. Um, it's, it's still yeah, when, they, when they're going, when they're I, going through, and they're talking about like the hints that they're given, it reminded me of like the Riddler bits in the Adam West cartoon. Now, the riddle me this, I, Batman. Like all I, that I stuff. I thought they were going to be doing Riddler, especially when he like showed up early into the into yeah. this. Like, Superman just says, "Hey, yeah, here's I the was Riddler. I was really pumped for because when 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 the play started, and it was like it, it was serious, and I'm like, uh, okay, this is fine. But it got kind of melodramatic, and I'm like, I don't know, this is what I'm here for. And then when it started getting a little goofier, I'm like, oh, okay, Riddler villain. Like, this is really playing it up like Adam West, so Riddler villain, that's perfect. And then they went with Sweet Tooth. I was like, oh. I mean... Yeah, I, I, I don't really get, I don't really get uh, the status of Sweet Tooth, because they, uh, like, all the, all the other rogues seem really interesting in Sweet Tooth, because apparently he's been making a name for himself in Gotham with his daring candy themed crimes. But I mean he, 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 either like Batman has been in some sort of depressive funk, but has somehow not heard of Sweet Tooth at all. Like doesn't has hasn't doesn't even have the slightest clue who he is. This is not a very smart the, Batman. Even <laughs> after Yes, but even after the uh, big crime fighting montage where he takes down all the other villains, like presumably it just never came up. I mean, to be fair, he did kill a henchman with a lollipop. It is. That's pretty impressive. Oh, just like stabs it's, him it's, in the throat. It's, it's, it's stabs janky. him while quoting the freaking Tootsie Pop commercial. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's, one, it's, uh, it's two. janky. It does, not, it, does, it does not hang well from its. Uh, foundation yeah, i will no. defend sweet tooth that's i don't like this musical that much but i will defend sweet tooth because they were one of the things i really enjoyed about this and one of the things that kept me watching i'll defend i'll defend the costumes they they went they went all in on sweet tooth they really that's did, at least yeah. something i can say is yeah. that they did yeah. they did not use half measures uh candy is uh candy is there yeah, Candy but, is literally just a. But, yeah, I think the, they, the most impressive. We make, were talking about this. The most impressive thing about the candy isn't the writing; it's the actor pulling out the right candy at the right time. No, I think yeah. I think I think Ransom was talking about the character Candy. Uh, yeah, it, it, Oaks, I, oh, I thought it was like I, I do really, I or do, something. I don't like Candy. Uh, this is the why Harley you don't Quinn. name the character fucking Candy. <laughs> <laughs> the Harley but. Quinn. Uh, replacement yes. is candy. Yeah. Like, at least with Sweet Tooth, you could argue at least they're just... They're, yes, he's Jokerized, but it is based on a Batman villain. Candy is literally their version of Harley Quinn. Like, yeah, literally. Yeah. Jamie does have a very good voice. Oh, yeah, she does. And she uh, even they, great, they, plays she, a great... She, 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 she has, like, that little... 
He has that uh, little tick where it's the measured giggle every time. That's really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah. That she was also- a good giggle. That's good. Yeah. Doing giggles like that, that's not easy. No. Yeah. It, fe- it felt like a, like a, um, like a Margot Robbie who performed pre Margot Robbie. Um, Oh no no no! Wash. Let's no. Let's be fair. It, that that accent is so. It her accent is so much more consistent than Marco Robbie's. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know who that is, but I'll take Mar- your word Mar- for Margo it. Marco Robbie's from the uh, Suicide Squad movie. Oh, that's why I never seen it. Um, I watched okay. I watched the new trailer, and she said angels are splooging all over us, which is a terrible line. And then <laughs> I, I I like sort of squinted and said, "Did she say smooching? Because it's that bad." <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like uh, Disney has like this little internal list of things that Donald Duck can't say because the voice <laughs> makes it impossible to understand. <laughs> um, which is why he just keeps saying, "Oh, this is a fine kettle of fish," over and over again. <laughs> um, the, Donald you know, Duck Batman crossover. <laughs> I mean, honestly, with the amount of Alfred people Alfred pretended to be, he could be Donald Duck at this point. Um, there is yeah, someone that would have worked better than the than the one. Let's let's be fair. Donald Duck is Batman in Italy and nowhere else. Okay, <laughs> true. Um, we, I do want. We've gone an hour and five minutes in, and we haven't talked about Robin. Yeah, that's who I was just about to bring up. Uh, Robin has... We've been talking a lot long. We only have ten minutes left. We haven't talked about Robin, and this is Nick Lang's biggest role in Starkid, I think. And he's usually just the writer, so... And I'm I'm not a fan of it. Me neither. Me neither. He's he's too smiley. And and, and not in the way where it's like he's happy. It's like... it's kind of like what I don't like about like Tim and Eric whenever they when they, whenever they do acting is that like they're like way too like, like they're trying too it. hard. They're trying too hard. They're way too in on it. And and meanwhile, like uh, uh, John C. Riley is schooling them with with Steve Bull. It's like it's just I'm, I'm sorry. Like I like I really yeah. tried and. But it just—I don't know if his Nick was just nervous because this was his biggest role or what, or if it's just Maybe. like the way he was directed by his brother. I don't know. But um, it, it, I just there's just something. I mean, he, I, I appreciate he tried. It's just that I personally didn't like the performance. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. And this was also, uh, this was not a good play for Nick's. I don't want to recast, but like, what if like you switched roles with uh, Lauren? And like Lauren was Robin, and and Nick was Commissioner Gordon. Okay, okay, I can like, see that. I, I I could see it too. And I'm like, do they just want to try something new, which is, or just give Nick a shot? Which I understand maybe, that. Maybe they. I was gonna say maybe they they, they didn't want to keep casting uh a Lauren as as uh, male characters, but we already had Malfoy. Yep. Oh, I mean we we I mean, but like. Right now, we already have uh, Commander Gordon, so they didn't. That's not what they did either. Exactly. So that's not. Um, no. I don't know. Oh but, god! Like, I I just remembered something really mean. That was my reaction. Was that I was reading up on the trivia of this because mm-hmm. one of the because one of the only consistent places that you can get trivia on Starkid Productions, unfortunately, is the Tropes. Yep, that's where I read yeah. a bunch. 
had to had to hold your nose. And uh, I was reading up, and apparently Darren Chris was not available. Uh, like wrote his own version of the opening chorus and was not available to compose for this. But later said, "Oh, Nick Gage's stuff is better than what I would have come up with anyway." And I remember thinking, "Oh, Darren." How generous of you. <laughs> okay. I How think diplomatic. The reason I think that I did not like this musical, especially compared to Starship, was because of the music. And I just, I just, there was something off about it to me. Like, what is it? And I thought it was like, oh, maybe it's because it's like Nick Gage and I don't like keyboard music. But I was like, I love New Wave. Yeah, the thing. Thing is, no, I love New Wave. I thought, are you kidding me? I love synthesizers and like eighties music. That was like some of the the the, the that was like one of my first like like fads when I was like uh, when I, I was remember in high that. <laughs> yeah, I I loved uh, like the the bangles and and shit like that. Are you kidding? And I I don't know. I just like I thought I didn't like it, but then I've heard stuff like that. And I was like, wait a minute, no, that music's good. What is it about holy musical Batman? And I'll admit, there's some songs I do like. I still like the opening song a lot, and I really like Rogues Are We, which is the villain song. I really like that. Uh, but those, could. and maybe the uh, and maybe the end of like Batman's song, Somebody's Buddy. Those are the only ones I can think of that I really like. Uh, the uh, the multi part vocal harmony. In, yes, uh, Somebody's Buddy. Is yes, pretty good. I. I liked uh, the part of To Be a Man where they're just singing about fucking each other up. I liked that. <laughs> Basically anything that did not involve a, uh, a Casio keyboard being thrown down an elevator shaft. Was... I want to I wanna like the American way so bad. Yeah, I, I want to like I it know. so I... much. But like on it, I, I think I said this before. I don't even remember. Separated from the play. I love it. Combine it with the play. Wow. It does not fit like at all. Starbucks. <laughs> St- Starbucks. Starkid. <laughs> it was only a matter of time before someone made that mistake. Starkid does have a thing where some of the songs are good on their own. Better than they are in the musical. Me and my dicks. I'm ready to go. Perfect example of that. It works so much better out of out of the musical than it does with. Um, and there's so many hooks, and there are there are hooks. Like I yeah. sometimes I am making toast, and I'll just start I'll just start humming to myself. There's just something to the land of the dicks. And <laughs> <laughs> and I even and, found myself doing that with like holy musical Batman. Yeah, you kept you kept doing that while we were waiting for the call. Yeah, I was because it's the only. It's one of the two songs that was stuck in my head. <laughs> and I kept saying that over and over again. I- I'll be honest, like, with, with the uh, Holy Musical Bat, when they were singing that, it's like, it's- I-, I really feel like it's like we, we need uh, someone like uh, Anna Yumi or, or someone uh, more musically inclined because it-, it felt like it was, like, out of key. It didn't feel like... I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to go ahead and say that it was not musically intricate yeah like it was like it it mostly involved major and minor chords there weren't there weren't necessarily stuff like diminished chords or slightly more complicated 
you got the one and then you got the three above it and then you got the five yeah. and it's better than what i could write but at the same time <laughs> it's not better than what i would try to write and especially <laughs> for me going from starship which i consider darren chris's greatest work to as at least at least in star kid to this that's probably why i didn't like it yeah no darren chris here this is the first time uh and you can hear it you yeah I hate that you can, cause without Darren Chris, the 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 one trick they have is that they they have a phrase like "Holy Musical Batman" or "Robin Sucks" or "The American Way," and they just keep saying that over and over again. Robin sucks, American way. They just keep saying it over and Rogues over. Rogues are we? Rogues are we? Exactly. It, it, <laughs> it, the only not, song where I don't think it has that Was this composed pattern. by Wesley Willis? Maybe, I don't know who that is. But <laughs> Oh, god damn it. That was a good reference. <laughs> I swear. I'm I don't know someone... either, but I'll applaud. Sure. Um, the only song that I think doesn't follow that pattern maybe is the one that Batman and Robin sing when they first fight crime together. Hmm. But honestly, I don't remember much of that song, which is Funny, because that's technically the Act 1 closer. That is the moment that's supposed to draw people into Act 2. That whole scene and song. I don't know what just made me think of this, but I got a nice chuckle out of when they get the newspaper. Batman's like, let me read the funnies. (laughs) And Alfred's like, oh, I'll read them to you. (sighs) That's pretty funny. I want to read them myself. Again, I don't don't, don't know what just made me think about that. It's very scattered, probably not that big of a deal, but... I got a good chuckle out of it. Honestly, this whole... That's the thing. Holy Musical Batman is a little bit of a mess, but it has some good moments in it. I think... I think... I was going to save this for my summary, but I guess I'll just say it now. Like, when you look at the bigger picture, it falls apart. Individual pieces of it, I think, work. Yes. It's when you try to put them all together. You see, like, this really great jigsaw puzzle that you can't wait to put together, but then you find out that you don't have the correct pieces. I mean, I, I mean, that's the same thing that we liked parts of uh, me and my dick. Didn't Says we? you. Well, <laughs> okay, I, like I had, I, I had, I, I was the one willing to say nice things about certain parts of me and my dick. <laughs> that, that's, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, Again, I am, I'm in a very different spot when it comes to that play. I mean, to be fair, I had some moments that I liked too, but there is it's problematic, and I think Holy Musical Batman's better. So, so not so much for Rancid, but I think for me would be uh, Potter's sequel. There yeah. were things that I really liked about Potter's sequel, but then you got into like the problematic stuff. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to bring it up because it's really bad. Yeah, but that's the thing is that it's like that one had like the super problematic stuff. This, this, like, the, the, the Asian stereotype was horrible, and I'm not going to defend it, and you can argue, like, that's enough, but it, it, it's gone quick enough to where it's, like, it sucks, but does it ruin it? Uh, I don't know. It like, something, something ruin- like, it- something like Potter's sequel or Cars 2. Oh, that's the timer. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it ruins it. It probably ruins your time watching it. <laughs> and speaking of time watching. Yeah, the timer. 
Uh, I, I, I want to say really quick, I just looked up Wesley Willis. I, I, I know now who you're talking about. That is a, that is a solid reference. Good work. Uh, let me see. Let me look that up real quick. No, I don't, I'm not sure if you'll know. You'll, you'll know. He's like a, uh, what, what do you call them? Uh, outsider artist. Is the, he, he's the outside. He's the most uh, beloved yes, outsider absolutely. artist yeah. of his time. Is the thing. Absolutely. Rest okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, final thoughts time. All right. Yes. Who wants to go? Um, because I usually guess I go last, but Rancid, if you want to go last, you can go last. I, I think I'll go first, as a matter of fact. Okay. Oh, boy. I... <laughs> oh, man. I... They were clearly trying to do something in a similar vein that they had been doing since I, a long time before, and since they would continue to do again. The thing is, is that superhero movies themselves are so dreadfully fraught. Is that it, even, even if they're uh, technically well made, like the Nolan films, uh, discounting the sound issues, which I think are pretty, <laughs> I think are pretty uh, legendary by that point. Th- even if they're technically well made, there are plot points in the Nolan films which just kind of unravel everything. Mm-hmm. And it really does bring together the whole thing of how it is so difficult to make either a superhero thing uh, serious and enjoyable or silly and enjoyable and not have it bottom out into the uh, gray middle ground of uh, semi-watchable. The thing about about, uh, Harry Potter is that for all of its world building, it is a dreadfully scant book. Like, there (laughs) there are so many... Like, everything... it, It just gives a bunch of uh goofy names to random characters gives them a backstory at the same time it does not really explore the function of the world in which it lives mm-hmm. now uh holy ba- musical batman attempts this right down to even like describing different situations for example the way in which superman conducts his business or the way in which Green Lantern uh, lives. Like, tossed off, but those do help flesh out the world. At the same time, anything involving superheroes is by nature, you, you go, if you're not absolutely perfect, chances are you're going to sound like some sort of Bilk song from that era. Like, I don't know, it's the guy from miracle of sound doing a shitty mark hamill impression and it's going to fall by the wayside right down the memory hole like it's so so difficult to get right and in that instance i get i almost feel compelled to congratulate them for making it as tight as they did but i also didn't enjoy myself that much so i (laughs) I don't feel generous. <laughs> I don't feel spiteful, but I don't feel generous. 
<laughs> you, I think you've gotten you feel a little better after talking about it because oh at the were, start oh man <laughs> oh at the start you were exhausted I, I actually I I actually crashed watching this is the thing like I immediately immediately like as soon as the credits rolled I just fell asleep oh and it was I won't lie it was restful but <laughs> Whenever. I haven't done that in a very long time. When when we were when we were starting this, like I had the thought in my head, are we being cool? Which segues nicely, rancid. This or cars two, which is worse? <sighs> <laughs> well, you know, in spite of uh, in spite of it all, uh, you don't see people. Uh, this wasn't something that you were subjected to trailers for. This wasn't something that they made an endless spade of merchandise out of. This wasn't something that they screened on uh, 1,300 theaters nationwide. So in that retrospect, I kind of have to give it up to Holy Musical Batman for being unpleasant, but not being a cultural behemoth levels of unpleasant. This mm-hmm. is not something that continues to haunt a studio's legacy <laughs> after the fact. True. Very true. Um, do you want to keep going down the list? Because I know your other bottom two are Cars 3 and Sonic. <laughs> Uh oh god Sonic oh god uh, it never dies better than Sonic less funny than Sonic <laughs> yes yes, yes. <laughs> I hate to say that but maybe yes uh if only by happy accident uh <laughs> I said I'd have to put I said I'd have to put uh it and Cars three personally on the same level. Just for the uh, moribund feeling of duty that it inspired in me. Okay. All, All right. right. That's fair. I am right. doing this for my friends. I will talk about it afterward, <laughs> and then I will fucking forget it. <laughs> Again, it's like, is this mean? Should we have not brought you in for this? Hey, technically, Holy Beauty... Him- him doing Holy Musical Batman was your idea, Wash. Which, speaking of, your turn. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I, yes, it was, it was. I was hoping that 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 Rancid would would pick uh, Holy Musical Batman simply because uh, Rancid is um, uh, the the comic book buff and especially the Batman buff, um, and so um, for me. Again, we we talked about this. It's a pathwork. It's not as good as the sum of its parts. Um, and honestly, most of the parts aren't that good for me. Um, the even the the thing like the puns. I I feel like I should love it, and I love the 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 the, the physical comedy, the prop comedy. That they do um, with the puns in a and a, a sweet tooth, especially the one I wrote down is uh, that he has a henchman named Gob, and 
and the, the, the hostage was about to run away, and he says, Come, stop her! <laughs> that! Yeah. That is a good... Yeah. Like, you, you wrote a character purely for the pun. <laughs> I'll appreciate... And then, and then uh, Robin counters with, I'm the only jawbreaker in here, or some oh, thing like that, and yeah. then clops him in the face. Yeah, no, specifically yeah. it was, I'm the only jawbreaker around here. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't even mention, we didn't even talk about, oh, we kind of talked about Superman, but we didn't talk about him as a character. No, we didn't. He's fine. I wasn't so, I, he's fine. I wasn't sold on Batman either. I wasn't sold on, on uh, Robin. Sweet Tooth, I liked the performer. Uh, that, that's really all, all, all I can say. I liked the performer. Uh, uh, for for Sweet Tooth, I, he gave it his all, and uh, they also they had also had a lot of fun with the costumes and the prop gags. Um, and Super, uh, the probably... Superman character arc is kind of an interesting, unintentional meta commentary on how uh, DC has shelved its first superhero in favor of its second big superhero, and yeah, it's. Also kind of a tribute to how much uh, comics and comics fandom is spinning its wheels that it is still relevant almost a decade later. Yeah, that, that, that they don't quite know what to do with Superman because, because he's, he's, he's like the Yankees of, of superheroes where, where it's just like, of course he's going to be like, yeah, he's like great, but like, that's not fun. It, it's it's just who cares, um, and yeah, they try to give him, they try to make him uh, like, oh, he's lonely, and they're like, okay, uh. and eventually, eventually, they just, and the thing they eventually decide is that, and I and I agree with it is like, he's Superman, he helps people, that's cool, yeah, yeah. I I'll I'll grant that that the uh the Batman speech of saying like superheroes are so cool is better than Martha. I'll grant that. If we're, if we're talking about Superman Batman fights, that the, the oh least, yeah, <laughs> at least is this Superman better. No, this is Superman's friend. <laughs> oh, it's like Snoop Dogg. Oh yeah, he had friends with Snoop Dogg. I forgot about that guy. Anyway. Long and short of it is, um, no, no, it, it's, and also, like, mostly, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's mostly, like, mediocre, and, and, like, I don't like the songs, I don't like most of the characters, and the, the ones I do like, it's just kind of, like, I, I, t- I take them and leave, uh, take them and leave them, um, eh. it's, like, thank, thank God, like, 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 Ranted had a, uh, a, a, a mental breakdown, because honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm not sure how much I would have had to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right, Kirby. You're okay. up. Uh, I, I generally, I'm pretty easy to please, um, and I definitely feel like that's applicable here. I did enjoy myself. I like Act 2 more than I, well, Mr. Freeze notwithstanding. I like Act 2 more than I like Act 1. I feel like that's when things really start to pick up. Um, honestly, I kind of feel like if it was a one-act, you kind of just blew through Act 1 super fast, 
and then you just kind of had Act 2 by itself, yeah. a lot of the problems wouldn't have been so bad. Especially the dissonance. I feel like Act 2 actually does have a good balance between being kind of goofy and being more serious. It's really Act 1. Um, yeah. And when you look at yeah. it like that, I mean, Act 1's not very... I mean, I'm not saying Act 2 is perfect. It has its fair share of problems. Um, but it's a lot better. And Act 1 by itself, again, not crazy about some things that made me laugh. Freeze was in it. That, that's enough for me to at least say it was worth it. Um, but generally, uh, I left the play thinking that it was pretty good. Uh, well, I left thinking it was kind of better than I do now, mostly because I left thinking more about Act 2 than anything else. Uh, I was going to settle on, like, a C-plus-ish for my ranking. And then, as we were talking, you know, Asian uh, uh, yeah. Butler. I can't, wow, I can't believe I forget his name. Uh, Alfred, Alfred. Alfred. Alfred, yeah. <laughs> that was bought up, and I was like, oh, well, uh, yeah, no, C-plus, that, that's not going to go. So, uh, <laughs> we're, we're going with C-minus instead. Um. Yeah, and the only thing that I really have to add, and I think this is more for random than anybody else, but when we did Starship, I was like, yeah, A or A minus. I don't really know. I have to think on this. Having seen this, I can settle on A. <laughs> I can settle on a regular A, not A minus. So there's 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 your win, random. Yes, uh, yay. I'll I'll say that like I'll probably give this a grade of like. Thing is, I gave what I think I gave the the uh the first part of musical a D plus. You gave it like a B minus. Uh, you gave it something like yeah, you really gave it like high. A B minus. Yeah. No, you, no. Oh, I think I did C plus. Yeah. No, you did. You gave. You, you, well, I think first, you gave the first, first you gave it a B. First you gave it a B. Then I complained about I, it, and you were like mm, B minus. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You gave. I remember. I edited this. You gave him at a B minus. I think me okay. and my dick you failed, and then sequel you gave like a D. Okay, uh, so so maybe the, uh, again, this is just this is just off of this because I, I'm feeling like a C, C minus for this one, um, and knowing that I that I gave more for for part of musical, like oh boy, this is gonna be. Uh, <laughs> while we're talking about this, before we get to to, to random, one of my uh, my notes uh, for for Act One was the first act is shorter than very Potter sequel, but even less happens. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and yeah it's like there's so it, it, it's just like a, like there's a little bit of build up of characters but there's just so little that actually happens in the first act and I'd say yeah. there's I'd say there's like a tiny bit more than sequel like nothing happens in sequel <laughs> nothing happens um, in sequel uh, okay. final note uh, is that oh, I, you can edit this out random I forgot what my final note was Aww. So I wasn't really fond of this musical much to begin with. And if you first, if you talked to me with this, this would originally uh, probably would have been in the bottom. This was before I watched me and my dick again. So, mm -hmm. um, is it still near the bottom? The thing is, <laughs> I hate that I say this, but like I watched it one and a half times because I feel like I had to watch it again. And I don't know. I just don't like the music <laughs> as much. Um, like nowhere near. Uh, I mean, music is, it takes a lot to make, and I'm sure Nick Gage did put their heart and soul into it, or at least tried. Um, it's just that it did, it did not, uh, it was not something I was into. And I just didn't, uh, Nick Lang as Robin didn't do much for me. Joe Walker was fine as Batman at points, but there's even some points where I was just like, 
And uh, as like, if it weren't for Joe Walker being Joe Walker, I probably would have. Most, most of these jokes are jokes that if you're even slightly peripheral, peripheral to comics fandom, you've probably heard like quite a few times before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I still like Sweet Tooth. He was my favorite thing about the show and still is. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly the performance, but I still like also love the costume and the candy puns and placement. <laughs> and like the all I like the ensemble a lot. I'm not going to lie. The ensemble is really great. Uh, Jim Povolo is Mr. Freeze. Uh, um, the guy who played Penguin, I thought did a good job. Um, Lauren Lopez. I, she, yes, she was miscasted, but she still did the best she could. And she still got a laugh out of me. Um, and I feel so mixed. I don't, I, I feel so mixed. This is one I'm going to have to watch again to figure out the ranking for. I know it. Like, as of now, it's better than me and my dick and a very Potter musical. But I don't know if it's better than sequel for me, in my opinion. Mm. I, as of now, I have to put it below, below sequel. So, my ranking as of now is Starship first, sequel second, Holy Musical Batman third, A Very Potter Musical fourth, and Me and My Dick fifth. This is definitely, uh, I'm looking forward to what our rankings are going to be at the very end. Like, you know, when it all comes to, I mean, Wash and I are going to be first impressions, of course, yeah. but still just comparing everything. It'll, it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. Well, you yeah. two are rewatching it, so. Rancid, you don't have to rewatch this again. I'm not You're rewatching good. all of these. No <laughs> way. Uh, Rewatch ones that you may that you are uncertain of. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty certain on everything so far, but I'll keep you updated. Speaking of keeping you updated, uh, what I was gonna say before, I'll keep it quick so we can move on. Uh, Wash gave this a C, and I gave it a C minus, and I like that more. Let that, let that, let that be a lesson to all of you kids yeah. out there that grading things is not That's, the way to go. We're just doing, know. we're just doing it because it's easy. <laughs> That's why I'm doing the ranking. Um, anyways, yeah. let's go on to the last part, where we recognize the performers of this show. Yeah. And even though the I, I still think a lot of the performers did great, and there's some I really like, and we're going to name a performer that we like, and if they name it, we can't name them. Rancid, you're going first. I am purposefully going to avoid uh, stepping on anyone's toes here and i am going i i will repeat that uh jamie lynn Beatty for like maybe the collective minute or so that she was on the stage <laughs> really tried to own what was her role yeah yeah but as both poison ivy and candy yeah I'd she was say. poison ivy as well oh that's right yes yeah so that bumps it up to a full three minutes. Three minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lynn's so talented, but they don't do much with her. And uh, it bothers me. They will use her more in other musicals. I know. I, I promise you that. I, I mean, they did use her quite a lot in, in Me and My Gumshoe. I mean, they did. But, like, they'll use her in other things, too. But, yeah, good choice. Good choice. Um, You two, Washer Kirby, you two decide. Who's going next? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll give this for to uh to Kobe fan. All right, I'm gonna hard meme here. Uh, hear me out on this, but tell me the name. 
Who is the actor for Alfred? Um. Oh God. He's Chris new. Allen. Chris, Chris Allen. Allen. Yeah. Chris this Allen. Is his first okay. time in Star Kid. Not for his Alfred. This like oh. if we thought the movie was cheesy, the ending. Where Spider-Man pops on and they're like, whoa, it's Spider-Man. That role, <laughs> that role, that's going to be my shout out. To be and fair, that he is takes Alfred. Off his, he takes off his mask and it's Alfred. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's so great. It's so great. But specifically, his, his Alfred being Spider-Man. That's my pick. And, and everyone's been like, whoa, look at his flips. Yeah. It's like one of those uh, children's party entertainers yeah. that you hire <laughs> for the day. A- and specifically, it's one of those children's party entertainers where you think like, wow, that person's going to go on to do something. <laughs> if not necessarily a legitimate acting role, then they are at least going to progress further at being Spider-Man. The costume <laughs> was so bad. It was so funny. Because all the other costumes look so good, and then you get like this $5 party store costume. It's it's beneath like Times Square mascot. It really is, but it works. It works. works. All right. Okay. All right. But but also, like, Chris uh, Chris Allen is also Two Faced. He's also the same actor that plays Two Faced. All right. Yeah. I don't know, that may that may cancel Spider-Man out, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So do I go for the obvious? Um or do I give uh do I give random uh a chance to gush? Well um, Ran- random says that he has a lot of ensembles. So Yeah, I have a lot of people to choose from, so if you want to go with what you think is the obvious choice, go for it. Because I already gushed enough about him. So, okay, I'm gonna go with Lauren Lopez as Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Um, too late. <laughs> I am okay. You know what? I'm gonna give you a chance. Um, because I'm gonna go. No, no. I was gonna say uh, um, Jim Pavolo as Mr. Freeze. It just wasn't uh, quite. And uh, uh, Jim Pavolo also plays um many ensemble uh, members. Uh, uh, w- uh, the, one of the uh, mobsters with the with the tennis racket. Um, oh, matches. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, fun fact: I I found out that uh, Zim Pavolo is non-binary. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Let's do yeah. it. But uh, yeah, nice. Uh, maybe you maybe you uh got anything nice to say about Brian Holden? I guess. I like Brian Holden more as Lupin than I do okay. as Superman. I like him more as Junior. No, no, definitely. And, and a little bit definitely of me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can't quite give him. I can't quite give him that. So. Um, so you're going with Jim or someone else? No, I'm. I'm just gonna have to go with the obvious. I'm gonna go with Sweet Tooth. Okay. Uh, Je- Jeff Blim as Sweet Tooth, his debut. Um, and, uh, a fabulous debut at that, um, very, very, wow, <laughs> just very, yeah. cool. just, just extra, just very extra, um, in terms of, co- especially in terms of costume design, in terms of how much practice they had to do to, to figure out the, the, the candy system, how many, like, candies they had to pull out. The, like wh- like while he's on stage, and then and then think about like having to go off stage, reload up on the new candies, and then getting all that. 
don't much uh, work on that. And I'll, I'll I mean, I, under, I understand that the, the suit probably has multiple pockets, but even then, yeah. at the same time, you can only put like two, uh, you yeah. can only put like two similar bars into yeah. the same place uh, before you like fucking just sort of root around <laughs> trying yeah. to find out which is which. Absolutely. God, um, that, this oh. must have been some fucking trial and error, boy. <laughs> oh my god. Either that or he had like a whole system in place that if anyone touched it, he would have probably killed them with a lollipop. <laughs> it's, it's a little sad that I'm talking more about the costume work than the actual actor, but no. how... But I, the the actor like did a, a fine job. Uh, all right, just chewing the scenery uh, as he as he should as as the replacement Joker. All right, that's that makes sense, and I understand. Um, I'm gonna go with someone we actually didn't talk about. Um, because she she kind of gets overlooked in Starkid Universe, and this is a kind of a big role for her, or at least bigger than a lot of roles she's had. Um. Julia Albane, who played Vicky Val, the reporter. Oh, that's right. I'm gonna give it to her because she actually does do a good job playing as a reporter. Um, she just does a. It's it's a purely expository role. It but is at the but same time. She's still doing a good job. One and two. This is. I don't want to say it's one of her biggest roles, but it might be. Boy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So and but at the same time. But she also directs one show later, so uh, yeah. I will say that. At least I think she does. Anyway, but I still think she did a decent job. Um, she plays the reporter role well. She has some fun with it. It is expository, but I'll give credit where credit's due. She does a good job with it. I just wanted to give her a shout-out, especially because we didn't really talk about her. And if and you're watching this, talking. you heard that I memed, and you're like, I hate memes, then Jim Pavolo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will uh, give I, I'll, I'll give a shout out to uh, the one of the stars of the uh, of, of Starship um, uh, Dylan Saunders didn't really have had very little to, to, to work with and I'm glad that they figured out like oh wow he's got some pipes because oh, yeah. uh, they, they, they brought him in a lot to just, to just go like yeah in, in, the, in the smoothest uh, butteriest voice um, it's just a shame that, that all they did was uh, have him, like, conjure rolling rocks like the angry video game. <laughs> oh, I, I can't be the only one. We can't, like, everybody had to think of the AVGN. Yeah, I, with- it's, it is such a fucking shame that, like, Holy Musical Batman, the song, is like, is like Dylan fucking belting his heart out, and then... That shit ass chorus always. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I kept yeah. hearing. Is that, is that it's like he's cutting so out well. his legs from under him every single time. Yeah, it's, it's it's honestly like he's singing his heart out, and then the chorus is just limping. Like it's- I will say, if you want to hear Dylan sing his heart out, a couple more musicals. Ooh, I won't say which one, but it's coming soon. Oh, a tease. Speaking. That's a good. That's a good place to end. Up. But it won't be next time, because but next time will be a very Potter senior year. I thought we, will... we were done. We could never escape from the Potter. <laughs> One this... of these days, we can finally stop talking about Harry Potter. We will no, I... after the next episode. I don't want to go I'm... back. <laughs> well, you're going back to Hogwarts, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Oh, and, with, and on that note, this concludes this episode of 
Star Kid Spotlight. I'm Random Bystander here. I'm the Watch, and if you like what you're listening to, you can check out our YouTube channel, uh, WRK in Progress, and also uh, you can uh, listen to our audio, uh, our podcast in audio form at wrk.simplecast.com, or you can also like look us up in the uh, whatever podcast apps you may have. Oh yes, and uh, I'm the Watch. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, hold on, we'll re-edit that intro, but I'll add. Thank you for adding that plug. I appreciate it, and also. Thank you, Rancid, for joining us. Oh, absolutely. I'm, Thank you. I'm Thank Count you. Rancid, and if you want to know more about reading, check out your local library for more information. They've got a list of titles they can offer you. <laughs> and this still isn't the red line of Star Kid. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Fuck. <laughs>